Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, if uh, you're a sports fan in Montana, especially Western Montana, how could you not love this upcoming weekend? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Let's get right to it, because we have a ton of guests today to help us preview the rivalry doubleheader in Missoula tomorrow, 2 p.m. for the women's game between Montana and Montana State, 7 p.m. for the men's game. We have all four head coaches from around the state of Montana at the Division One level joining us. We'll hear from Danny Sprinkle. And uh, actually, excuse me, we have three of four head coaches and then associate head coach Chris Cobb. Travis DeCure has been at Montana for nine years, but Chris Cobb has been his right-hand man. And, uh, you know, we talk to Coach DeCure so often, sometimes I like to just catch up with Coach Cobb. He's got a, a great perspective. He's obviously been around the league forever, and uh, he's just one of our favorite guys. So we'll hear from Danny Sprinkle here off the top and perhaps Chris Cobb. If we don't quite get to Coach Cobb here in the first segment, We'll hear from Coach Cobb in the second hour. We're also going to hear from Trisha Benford, Montana State head women's basketball coach, at 4.30. 4.45, we'll hear from Lady Grizz head coach, Brian Holsinger. This weekend is so great, though, because it's not just a rivalry weekend. We don't just have two great games down at Dahlberg Arena. We also have the NFL playoffs. All eyes from around the country will be on the four games this weekend. We got two games Saturday and two games Sunday so that'd be great. Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as our uh, resident betting aficionado when it comes to helping us analyze and uh, get through the NFL betting numbers. Uh, he will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, and uh, that'll be very fun. And then we'll also talk just some prep stuff, all the stuff that's happened already this week, and maybe a couple thoughts on the uh, Crosstown games tonight. Big Sky hosting Hellgate. So we've already seen Big Sky Sentinel. We've already seen Sentinel Hellgate. Now we get to see Big Sky Hellgate. Uh, the uh, guys are first. The girls are second tonight there uh, over at Missoula Big Sky. So uh, a rivalry doubleheader to get your weekend kicked off as well. So it's a great weekend uh, for sports around Western Montana. And uh, here on Nuanas Now, we're going to get you all set up for all of it. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all Real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call uh, at Windermere Real Estate today. 
You can always find Nuanas now, live and archived on the ESPN MT app. You can also find it always on the Nuanas Now podcast channel, available on all your various podcast hosting platforms. And you can also stream the show always, 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live and uh, you'll find the stream. If you want to be a part of the show here with us today, call us, text us. The text line is a great way to get a hold of us. Uh, just pops up right on the computer. Andrew can forward them to me. Boom, I can implement your questions, your comments, whatever you might have uh, about whatever we're discussing. Uh, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us or text us anytime, and all guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. It's a Friday. So that means it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I uh, oftentimes drink my Floco earlier on in the day. I didn't get over there until about 3.30 today, but that Lotus I drank is so good that it's already gone. But uh, no matter where you're at in uh, Montana, dozens of Florence Coffee Company kiosks. They are so quick, so efficient, so fast at uh, getting whatever drink you might want whipped up. Uh, their mochas are delicious, great for the uh, the winter days that we're experiencing here in Montana. So uh, thanks to Florence Coffee Company for their continued support of us here uh, at Nuanas Now. And uh, it's a Friday. You can stay up late. Go hit up a Florence Coffee Company uh, near you. Let's take a look at our Stockman Bank scoreboard. Thursday night, always a busy night in hoops at both the college and the high school level. We got a ton of high school store scores for you. Plus, we're going to give you our scores from around the Big Sky Conference. The Cats, the Grizz, neither the men or the women played last night. They all played on Monday. They got Thursday off because they're playing on Saturday. So that's kind of the way that the scheduling anomaly works. You want to have a doubleheader. That's both teams at home. Then you got to have a little bit of flexibility in the schedule. So that's why you saw uh, all four of the Division One teams in Montana play uh, three games in five days. Only Montana State was able to get a win on Monday. They beat Idaho uh, in Bozeman. Montana State lost. Uh, Montana State's men lost in uh, at Moscow uh, at Idaho in Moscow. Montana's men lost at Eastern Washington, and uh, the Montana women, the Lady Grizz, they got pounded at home by Eastern Washington as well. Here's what the rest of the Big Sky looked like last night. First of all, on the uh, the men's side. The Vandals may be turning a corner. I don't know. I'm not ready to anoint that quite yet, but they beat Montana State on Monday, which is certainly the best win of their season uh, in conference play. And then they turn around and they beat Northern Arizona 88-83 to last night. So I always think that any win that comes after your best win is a good win because there's such a chance for a letdown and no letdown for Idaho last night. Uh, 88's a pile of points in, in a college basketball game. And uh, the thing about Idaho, it's been fascinating to see because when Idaho first came back to the Big Sky Conference in uh, all the sports besides football uh, ahead of the 2014 season, they were competitive right away. I mean, the first year they were in the league, that was when only eight teams made the tournament. They were in the tournament. They won a game in the tournament when the tournament was uh, here in Missoula. And uh, they're fun to watch. And then, I mean, that team, when they had Vic Sanders and B.J. Blake and Perrion Cullendre and the Sherwood brothers, that team was sweet. I mean, they, they were a 25-win team. They got bounced in the tournament. It was supposed to be a collision course between Idaho and Montana, uh, and the, the Vandals got bounced in the tournament by Southern Utah in the uh, quarterfinals. But they were really good. Then Don Verland gets some NCAA violations. He gets dismissed. Zach Klaus takes, takes over. It hasn't been 
any good for Idaho in terms of wins and losses since then. They've had a couple of great individual players, though. I mean, Trayvon Allen was one of the best scorers in the league. Well, guess what they got now? They got two of the best individual players in the league. So that's what makes Idaho relatively scary. They, they're only 2-5 and five in Big Sky Conference play. Each of those two wins are their last two wins on Monday on Thursday. But Isaac Jones is filling it up. I mean, he is leading the league in scoring right now. He scored 30 points against NAU last night. And Devontae Moffitt is also lighting it up. He scored 25 last night. He had 32 against the Cats. So those two guys, uh, that's a pretty good place to start. So not ready to fully say a turning point for Idaho last night, but it's uh, certainly a good victory for the Vandals. Noan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Other scores from around the big sky, it's our Stockman Bank scoreboard, Stockman Bank. Montana's brand of banking. Eastern Washington, still undefeated in league play. They went on the road. They won 83-75 at Northern Colorado. Uh, so the, the Eagles now 7-0 and in Big Sky Conference play. That is Eastern's best start in their program's history. They are two games clear. Everybody, everybody has at least two losses. Montana State, Sac State, Weber State, Idaho State all sit at two losses where, while Eastern Washington remains undefeated. Uh, in league play, um, they are also now three and zero on the road so far in league play. So uh, David Riley, second year head coach for Eastern, uh, he's doing a hell of a job. That loss drops Northern Colorado to one and six. So uh, UNC and NAU, they are both sitting there at the bottom of the league with just the one league victory. Weber State moved to four and two last night with an eighty four sixty eight victory uh, over Portland State. And Dylan Jones continues to just put up these anomalous and uh, crazy stat lines, uh, but he is definitely certainly, I would say, not only one of the best players in the league, but certainly one of the most unique players in the league uh, as well. Dylan Jones, in just 29 minutes, he had 17 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists last night. 12 defensive rebounds. The guy is truly one of the best defensive rebounders in the United States of America. Oh, by the way, he also chipped in uh, three steals and a block as well. So Dylan Jones continues his all-league and, and potentially Big Sky MVP candidacy. Uh, great player there for Weber State. And then the last score, a little bit of a night-opener. Sac State's been good in both men's and women's basketball. Uh, but Idaho State buried them early in the first half. Sac State comes screaming back, but Idaho State hangs on for a victory. So ISU now 4-2, and two, and they got wins over Weber and uh, Sac. So maybe Idaho State's better than what they looked like last weekend or when they came through Montana, they got swept by the Montana schools. Maybe Idaho State's a little better, and also maybe Montana, Montana State are a little bit better, particularly the Grizzlies. I mean, they beat Idaho State by 30, and ISU owns good victories over Weber and Sac. Braden Parker, you're not going to hear this very often, uh, the big man in the middle, I mean, he's about 6'9", and uh, I don't know what they list him out weight-wise, but he is among, if not the most, uh, how do you say, uh, Wide players in the league. He is portly, to be sure, and he is very, very strong. Great low post player, but he can step out and shoot it a little bit, too. And he really stepped out and shoot it and shot it last night. Uh, he hit five threes uh, in the first half. Here's some high school scores for you. Bozeman Gallatin, they continue uh, to play well on both boys and girls' side. Some boy, these are all boys' scores, and we'll, then we'll get into some of the, the women's hoop stuff uh, in just a minute. Bozeman Gallatin beat Great Falls High, 53-41. Eli Hunter had 27 points to lead the Raptors. Really fun crosstown game in Helena last night. Uh, Helena High, Helena Capital went down to the wire. Tevin Wetzel hit a three-pointer with nine seconds to play, and then Helena High got one more stop, and the Bengals 
pull out a 44-42 win over the defending state champion Bruins. Uh, Jackson Lieberg had 18 points. Wetzel had 11 points for Helena High. Nick Michelotti had 12. And Hayden Opitz, a Grizz football commit, uh, he had 11 for Helena Capital. Butte Central pounded Dillon, 55-38. Dougie Peoples, 23 points for the Maroons to lead the way uh, over the Dillon Beavers. Frenchtown and Steve I squared off. Eli Quinn's 26 points leads the Bronx to a, a 72-41 win. And Forrest Carlton, they continued their uh, good season with a 59-45 win over Deer Lodge. And uh, the Falcons got 13 points from future Bobcat football player Pat Duchesne and another 12 points from Jesse Padilla. Some more from your Stockman Bank scoreboard on the women's side of the docket. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Uh, in the in the uh, Big Sky Women's League, Eastern Washington and Northern Colorado tipped at 11 a.m. I don't know if they were still sleepy or what, but it was uh, it, it was a slugfest to be sure. Eastern Washington comes out with a 49-36 victory. That's a final 49 to 36. So uh, the up and ups and downs of Northern Colorado's women continue. Sometimes they score in the 80s. Sometimes they score in the 40s. And yesterday they scored 36. So uh, certainly. Comes with the territory when you have nine freshmen uh, on your roster. Um, but Eastern Washington, don't look now, but a team that was uh, sort of toward the bottom of the league last year, they are four and three in league play and a couple big wins, including that win uh, at Montana on Monday. J.D. Martin, who had 33 points against the Lady Grizz here in Missoula, she has 14 points uh, for Northern Colorado in that one. Idaho, I don't know what's going on with the Vandals. They they are not uh, very good in women's basketball right now, uh, but they are good. They have good players, particularly they have one of the best players in Beyonce B, somebody we talk about a lot here uh, on Nuanas Now. But last night, they get absolutely drilled by Northern Arizona. And Idaho's sitting there at 2-5 and five in league play. NAU, they're 5-2 and two after their 90-67 to 67 victory. Reagan Skank, once again, outstanding. 21 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds. Montana Otrogi, she continues her great year as well. The former Idaho State transfer has 19 points, 13 rebounds for NAU. And Sophie Glancy, the outstanding freshman, she has 18 points and 5 rebounds to lead the NAU offensive explosion. B had 17 points uh, for the Vandals. But they are certainly uh, searching for answers. I don't think anybody thought they were going to be toward the bottom of the Big Sky standings. How about Portland State's women? They go 0-20 in Big Sky Conference play a year ago. Well, now they got three league wins already after Esmeralda Morales drills a corner three-pointer uh, with about two seconds to go, and then Weber gets, or excuse me, Portland State gets a stop against Weber, and uh, PSU emerges with a 65-64 victory uh, over Weber State. So huge shot for Morales. She's looking like an all-league player as a sophomore, and uh, another good win for Portland State. And then finally, Sac State, they uh, have another good win, and they remain atop the Big Sky Conference standings after drilling Idaho State 66-52. I know State don't look now, but they, they've lost three in a row, and uh, they're definitely searching for answers after a good start to league play. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. How about some prep scores from last night on the girls' side? It's uh, it's Crosstown weekend, basically. Not every not every single one of the seven AA cities has Crosstown, but there's a lot of Crosstown action going on, particularly Billings and Missoula, the two uh, AA towns that have um, more than just two high schools. Billings West Billings Skyview played last night. Brianna Williams, who I think is D1 all the way. I think she's one of the best players in the state of Montana at Skyview. Helped lead the Falcons to the state championship a year ago. She had 27 points for the Falcons, but that wasn't enough to overcome a balanced West scoring attack led by Courtney Grossman, 16 points. And West... 
beat Skyview 57-48. Bozeman-Gallatin got 23 points from Jada Davis to beat Great Falls High 56-42. Great Falls CMR got 27 points from Rima Pace to beat Bozeman 58-43. Dillon absolutely shellacks Butte Central 67-11. Four different Dillon Beavers uh, in double figures scoring. Harden gets the best of Miles City in a very good game, 62-59. And uh, Anaconda, who uh, has had, uh, excuse me, one of the best players in the state in McKenna Patrick, she's a junior, um, fastly approaching Anaconda's 1,000-point club, which is hallowed company because there's been some great basketball players, both boys and girls at Anaconda. But only Tori Hill, Allie Hurley, and Courtney Mudry have been into that 1,000-point club on the girls' side for the Copperheads. Well, McKenna Patrick was looking like she was going to get there as a junior. She was averaging 23 points per game for Anaconda, had them uh, as one of the top-ranked teams in Class B, and unfortunately, she suffered a season-ending knee injury last week. This is from our guy Blake Hempstead, one of our contributing photographers at Skyline Sports and also the, the founder of Copperhead Country, which is a great place to follow along for all Anaconda sports. Anyways, despite McKenna Patrick's injury, which we we wish her the best, I think she's a D1 prospect as well, so hopefully she can come back from uh, that injury. But Anaconda continued rolling even without her. Mila Mitchell had 19 points, and Callie Pizzante, or, uh, Pizzante, excuse me, had 10 points as Anaconda beats Whitehall 48-42. Um, let's turn the page, though. That is our Stockman Bank scoreboard, presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank has a variety of locations throughout the state of Montana. They are only in Montana and they plan on keeping it that way. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. We'll give you some more analysis uh, about these uh, these games and this rivalry, uh, but it's a big one. I mean, here's the tale of the tape in terms of uh, the men's game. Montana State... For my 17 years covering the Big Sky Conference, they were actually the most consistent team in the Big Sky. Why do I say that? Because they finished between 4th and 6th every single year except for twice. And those two were the two years when Brian Fish's teams finished uh, below 5th. I think they finished 6th once and 7th once. But other than that, Montana State was 4th or 5th every single season for a decade under Brad Hughes. And then most of Brian Fish's five years there at the helm as well. And then in Danny Sprinkle's first year, they took fourth, but they played their way to the Big Sky Championship game, and that was sort of setting the stage for what was to come, and Montana State has been tremendous then these last couple years uh, under Sprinkle's tutelage, and they enter this Cat Grizz game as the reigning Big Sky Conference champs. They are alone in second place with a 5-2 and two league mark, and I think their ceiling makes them still the team to beat in the Big Sky Conference. That said... With Montana State sort of being stuck in the middle of the league, Montana has perennially been towards the top of the league. And uh, over the last 12, 13 years, the Grizz have been Big Sky champions, I believe. Let's count them up, I believe, five times, maybe six times uh, since 2010. And uh, they've been to the NCAA tournament uh, five times between Wayne Tinkle and Travis DeCure. Uh, but these last couple years, Montana has sort of been the ones that slid more toward the middle of the pack than towards the top of the pack, even though the two programs have been on a little bit different trajectories. The Grizz have still owned the Cats. That is until last year. Montana State got a win in Bozeman, but it was a weird one. They moved the game to a Sunday 
because Montana State had played in the national championship game in football that Saturday. So that was actually the first Kakaris basketball game I've missed in, I think, 14 years. I, I've been at every one except for that one. And so uh, it's sort of a blur because I got stuck in Texas. I had a, I, I was trying to get back, so I hardly watched it at all. It's, it's the Cat Grizz game that I have the least memory or knowledge of, so I have really no takeaway from it. But it was a Montana State win, which was only their second win over the Grizz since 2010. Then even though Montana State surged to the conference title, won 16 league games, they lost to Montana in Missoula. So even though the Cats have been on the rise and the Grizz have been trying to refine the footing that makes them the Big Sky Big Sky's best, the rivalry has still been tilted uh, toward the uh, the Grizzlies. It'll be interesting to see this matchup because the Grizz have been up and down, but they've been great on Saturdays. All three of their league wins have been on Saturdays. They're 0-4 otherwise. The good news for Montana maybe is not only are they at home, but it's a Saturday evening game uh, against Montana State. The Bobcats looked like they were about to peak, and then they stubbed their toe in Moscow and lost to Idaho on Monday. We'll see how they bounce back from that. But the tail of the tape overall in the history of the rivalry, Montana leads narrowly 154 to 149 in the uh, a little bit more than 300 matchups between old rivals. Let's hear from one of the guys that will lead his team into this rivalry game tomorrow, Danny Sprinkle, fourth-year head coach for the Montana State Bobcats. New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's time now for our Montana State Minute. Danny Sprinkle joining us, Montana State head men's basketball coach. And, uh, Coach, I know that there's no rest for the weary during conference season, but that was quite a stretch you guys had this last weekend, three games in five days. So I'll just start there. I mean, what would you think of just the way your guys handled it? A uh, couple wins, but also a loss in Moscow. So, I mean, what would you think of just the three, the tough stretch? You know, I mean, it's it's big sky travel. Everybody's got to do it. Our motto this year, no one cares. You know, it's uh, it, it's always tough going to Moscow. They played, uh, you know, they played they played really well, and they uh, they they earned the victory. They uh, they played hard. They made the fifty fifty plays, and you know they deserved it. And uh, we got to get back on the horse and get back after it's Saturday. But you know, I was proud of how we played on uh, Thursday and Saturday against two really good teams. Obviously, Idaho State was undefeated when we played them, and uh, you know, Weber State, I believe, was three and one coming off a big victory up in uh, in Missoula. And and you know, I thought our our mindset and our defense was a an energy. You know, was was really good on Thursday and Saturday, and, and we just didn't have it on uh, on uh, Monday. We got to be more mature as a team. You know, with as many veterans as we have and older guys. You know, we, we know better than that, and, uh, you know, hopefully we learn from it. There's the physical part and there's the mental part, right? And I think that, you know, you yeah. kind of get in the rhythm of having three days to prepare for a game and then only one day to prepare for the next game, and then you did that twice in one weekend. So, I mean, what are sort of the balances between the, the physical and the mental part? How much of it is physical? How much of it is mental when it comes to the challenges of playing that many times in a row? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's probably 50-50, like, when, in that scenario, you know, because, you know, guys like Jabril, it's, it's hard to play you know, three physical games right. in five days, you know, and then you're, you got two 5 a.m. wake up calls, you know, leaving Bozeman. And so, you know, they're not sleeping and that, that was tough, but, but then that's where the mental toughness comes in. The, you know, championship teams go and, and handle it. And, you know, that first nine minutes, you know, for us was just, it was unacceptable. You know, our energy wasn't there. And a lot of it was because we weren't making shots. You know, we missed quite a few layups, uh, which is mental toughness and, and focus. And so, you know, I'd say it was probably 50 50. And, uh, you know, there, there's, there's no excuse this week. 
I know that uh, your rotation has been a little bit in flux with a couple guys that have been in and out of the lineup. So, um, I mean, what have you thought of, particularly your uh, your bench guys? I mean, what have you thought of kind of the way that some of those guys have, have stepped up or settled in? Yeah, you know, I think they're doing a good job. You know, I mean, Robert Ford's had some good games, you know, especially defensively. Um, you know, Tyler, when he came off the bench, obviously the first week in the conference, you know, he was, he was, he was terrific. And, you know, and Caleb and Sam, you know, we just, you know, kind of depending on matchups, you know, we just kind of start either one of them. And, uh, you know, both of them have given us, you know, some quality minutes. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Uh, Danny Sprinkle joining us here on our Montana State Minute. And it's rivalry week. And, Coach, I know that this comes with a lot of scuttle and a lot of noise from uh, outside the actual game that's going to be played. So uh, how do you go about sort of mitigating that? How do you go about dealing with it? Because, I mean, it is. It's more attention, more tickets, more fans in the stands, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it is. You know, you you just you hopefully try to get the nerves out, you know, that week in practice. You know, and obviously there will be nerves on both teams. And, you know, I think the, the one thing that they've done a better job than we have, you know, just since I've been here is, you know, their, their starts. Every game they've gotten off to great starts, even when we beat them at home at our place last year, you know, they got off to like an 8-2 to two or 9-2 to two start, you know. And and uh, we, we can't come out on our heels, especially up at Dahlberg. And you know, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of a game, and and uh, I know our guys are ready for it. And I know those those guys are ready for it also. When you watch Montana, what do you think the Grizz do well? <laughs> I think they're really good. Um, you know, they they they're very versatile. You know, with with Deshaun Thomas and and Bannon at the four and five spot, they can both post up. They can both shoot the three. You know, so they, they can put you in some in some hard predicaments where your your post guys got to guard on the perimeter, and then they got to be able to guard those guys because they can drive the ball too. You know, I think you know Whitney. You know, I think he's very dynamic off the bounce, and uh, you know he's very quick and a really good finisher and a tremendous defender. So like, they're good and, and Moody and and Martin. You know, they got guys that are you know that are really shooting the basketball and, and they're aggressive shooting the basketball. And so we have to you know. They're a, they're, a, they're a complete team. You know, they really are. And, you know, like Trav's teams always do, you know, they're going to be very solid defensively and uh, and make it hard on you. They can stress the floor a little bit more uh, this year, too. I mean, because like you mentioned, I mean, their whole starting lineup can shoot the three, and they showed that last Saturday against Idaho State, hitting 13 of them. So, I mean, how much does that just to sort of diversify what you guys have to do defensively, what you got to pay attention to? Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to you got to guard the three point line. You got to be able to you got to be able to guard and, and kind of shock them on the catch, and then and then you got to be ready to guard the bounce because they're good enough too to be able to drive by you. And then if they get two on the ball, if you have to come help, that's when they're good enough passers where they're whipping that thing backside, and then somebody's getting a wide open shot. They're they're too good of shooters to get open shots. So much of this game too, it just comes down to the emotions and settling in and all that. A lot of times, that that starts with the big guys because there's going to be banging, it's going to be physical. Uh, so, how, how do you hope your your front court embraces that element of things, and uh, how do you sort of stay steady, not get flustered? Yeah, no, we we embrace physicality, and and they do too, you know. And that's why it's been kind of a fun matchup with Jabril and Great, you know, and their guys, Mac Anderson and Bannon. Like, I mean, even when you go back and watch tapes. I mean, there's about 30 fouls on both sides that aren't being called. You know, I mean, we're fouling them, they're fouling us. You know, so it's a uh, it's fun though, and uh, you know, but our, our our guys embrace that. Dave Sprinkle here on Nuanas Now, the Montana State Minute. And, Coach, it's always, I mean, I ask this every year, but uh, rivalry games are always big, and there's so many eyes on it and everything. But at the end of the day, especially in hoops, you're going to get to play these guys again at your place, and you're going to get to play everybody else in the league as well. So uh, how do you sort of put this game in perspective and balance just what it means, but also uh, just where it stands in the rest of the league race? 
it, 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 it is hard to do because, you know, the players are hearing how important it is. And, uh, you know, it is an important game. You know, it's important to the people, the state, and both universities. And so, you know, you can't underestimate that. But then you also got to be, you know, mature enough, too, that you got to get to the next game also. The, the following week, we got two big road games. You know, we're, we're on the road for a while. And so, you know, you, you got to play as good as you can for that 40 minutes. And you got to be mature enough. You know, whether you win or lose, you, you got to learn from, you know, the things where that team on that given day, you know, that we got to get better at. You know, just like Monday. Monday was a big game, too. And uh, and we didn't show up. And, and we got to learn from a lot of our mistakes that we made that game. I'll ask you for the key, keys to victory for you guys in Missoula if you're to come to uh, Dahlberg Arena and get a win. Yeah, I mean, our mindset, we got we got to defend and rebound. We got to defend and rebound a lot better than we did on Monday night. You know, when we're getting stops, our offense is a lot better. You know, we got to continue to, you know, we got to be physical and aggressive offensively. Um, you know, we got to be able to drive the ball through contact and through, you know, into the paint and really, you know, make them have to guard us. You know, you can't you can't be soft against against Montana and just pass around the perimeter. That doesn't work. And so, you know, you got to be aggressive and, and we're going to have to knock down some shots. You know, like it like against any game. You know, you gotta you gotta have players make plays in games like this. Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, his team in Missoula. Saturday night, Dahlberg Arena, 7 p.m. tip. The renewal of a rivalry. Coach, appreciate it. Best of luck. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday and uh, best of luck uh, in the game. You got it. Appreciate it. Go Cats. Danny Sprinkle, you're on Nuanas now. We'll hear from Chris Cobb, the associate head men's basketball coach of the Grizz basketball team uh, in about, oh, I don't know, an hour. Uh, We'll, we'll take you home here on your Friday uh, hearing from Mr. Chris Cobb. We'll talk about the women's game. We'll hear from Trisha Binford and Brian Holsinger here throughout the rest of the 4 o'clock hour. Keep it right here. 102.9 FM ESPN Missoula. This is Nuanas Now. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Missoula. Now, ESPN Radio. It is Rivalry Weekend, so we'll continue our rivalry coverage. Let's talk a little bit about the women's game. The uh, Montana State women's team has been to the NCAA tournament uh, a couple times here in the last little while. Uh, They should be working on, I, I should say they should have gone three times, but they had one of them canceled because of the COVID. They hadn't quite won the championship yet, but that was a team one of the best teams the league has seen went 19 and one in league play that year. Um, but uh, Trisha Bidford's done a hell of a job there at Montana State. She's up over 300 career wins. Only Robin Selvig and Carla Taylor before her have done that uh, in the Big Sky Conference. And uh, the Bobcats, 
They have a team that's uh, loaded for bear, no pun intended, because they have most of their key players back from the team that went to the NCAA tournament a year ago, including star seniors Darian White, uh, four-year starter at point guard, one of the best point guards the league has seen, and Cola Badbear, one of Montana's favorites. Uh, she is a Billings senior product and a proud uh, representative uh, of the Crow Nation. Um, let's hear from Trisha Bidford, Montana State head women's basketball coach. She's been in this rivalry for 18 years now, and uh, she has led the uh, Lady Bobcats to seven victories since 2010 here in Missoula, but the Cats lost last year their last trip to Dahlberg Arena. A Cat Grizz Friday because it's Cat Grizz Saturday in Missoula, and our coverage leading up to the rivalry doubleheader continues here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by Montana State women's basketball coach Trisha Binford. Coach Bin, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Doing great, Coulter. How are you? Very good. I talked to your uh, star point guard, one of my favorite young ladies in the league. Love talking to Darian White yesterday. And now here we are on our Friday uh, talking about this matchup. But she kind of took us through it, just uh, the, the off-the-court stuff that you guys have done to sort of uh, put a high priority on taking care of yourselves, taking care of your bodies. And it seems like that is more of the keys when you're in the midst of conference play in general. But just how important do you think that is when you have to play three games in five days with the rivalry game coming up later on in the week as well? I mean, you guys had a, a pretty crazy stretch last weekend. How'd you thought? Uh, how'd you think your ladies handled it, both both mentally and physically? Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely the value of having a really deep roster where we feel um, that we've got a strong bench and, um, you know, you pay attention to your minutes as much as you can. Obviously, you're out there to take care of the game, but we traditionally are going to play a a 10 deep rotation at times 11, and I thought that really paid off. Um, Weber State, our bench really came in, gave us a huge lift. Um, obviously, uh, the whole team was really active against Idaho State. And then that third game, when we traveled the day before for having a home game, I thought, really, it, it helped us kind of separate a little bit in that fourth quarter. So, um, you know, we, we take a lot of um, pride in what Coach Pussy does with our nutritionist um, and with our trainer and what that recovery will look like every day and how we prepare our practice plans. But definitely takes a, an entire team to do that. Well, Katie Bussey, uh, a longtime pro and, and now been working for you for a couple of years. Has she added some of that stuff? I mean, because it does seem like having a professional athlete mentality could be very beneficial uh, to sort of pass along to your young ladies. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, she was a kinesiology major, right. and um, she had a lot of uh, focus on the nutritional nutritional elements. So when Darian was talking about eating right, I chuckled because you're not getting that from me. <laughs> um, but uh, Coach Bussy, on the other hand, um, really bought in uh, at the highest level to doing those things well. So she definitely partners with our nutritionist on you know what those pregames look like, what those recoveries. Obviously, we have some moderation things mixed in there too, but then. And she also has her background. She got certified as a strength coach when she was overseas. And so she also works with our strength coach on some things that we have tweaked um, to a women's basketball player, not just a, an athlete on what recovery looks like in the weight room and our dynamic warm-ups and our recoveries. And um, But our trainer has some really good stuff, too, Bailey, that we do travel with. And our Fast Break Club, our Booster Club, pays for a lot of that equipment. So um, I just think there's a lot of things um, that does get one between the ears, but the more you can do on the, the physical part, um, why not take as much advantage as possible? Trisha Bidford, Montana State head women's basketball coach, joining us. 
And coach, you've been around the league for a really long time now. Is that the thing that you think has changed the most just about uh, women's basketball, maybe sports in general, is just sort of the attention to detail when it comes to all those little things that can help you give uh, get a, a competitive advantage? Uh, yeah, there are so many things, culture, that I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have had that in my career. Totally. They always say, rub some dirt on it right now and then just go out there and roll. I'm like, I don't even know what a dynamic warm-up was. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I know. I think so, about this all the time. I've been doing these these workouts that are all about <laughs> hip flexibility and core flexibility and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm 35 now. This would have been great when I was 18. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the band stuff. And, no, it's, uh, it's remarkable, you know, like if you think even – Fizzle, I mean, the, the athlete is just so advanced nowadays, too. They're power, more powerful. They're more explosive. And so we definitely have to take those things into account on how we, you know, uh, treat that and prepare that. And I just think it's a new world in, in some regards. And um, But at the same time, the travel hasn't changed. I'm like, Big Sky Travel, I, I think people underestimate uh, how taxing that can be on your bodies. And, you know, we hit so many states. I Somebody had mentioned, um, you know, like if you're in the in some of those conferences, they're staying in the state and taking bus trips, and majority right. of ours are uh, multiple flights or that sort of thing. And so, definitely have to pay attention to those and factor those things in. And that's only a piece of it, right? Your scout reports and all those components come into play. But um, when uh, you know you're talking about so many games in a short stretch, sometimes kids prefer that. It's kind of less about the scout report and getting more in a rhythm on the court. And I love that that flow about um, having multiple games. So sometimes you just got to get out there and lace up your shoes and be really efficient. Well, that last question on uh, sort of what has already happened before we talk about this rivalry game, but I thought that that was sort of what stuck out to me. I mean, all four of the Division I uh, basketball teams from Montana played the, the three and five days, and your team was the only one that won. And I thought part of it was just because you guys played you know, pretty loose, and it seemed like you kind of just embraced the opportunity to do it. So uh, does that, is that just a product of having a veteran team? It just seemed like you guys were, were pretty calm uh, given the, the sort of the challenging scenario. Yeah, I think we have a lot of trust in our depth. Um, I think that gives the team a lot of confidence, you know, so maybe not feeling as much fatigue. And we were at home. I mean, you, you have your fans behind oh. you and been in that stretch on the road. And so uh, certainly having our fans behind certainly helped too. And, um, you know, we uh, I, I would say the Idaho loss at their place was an for us as well um, as we did not we were super flat there and they took advantage and exposed us there and so we knew the the level of opponent coming in we knew it didn't sit well for all of us like I didn't feel like I had prepared the team well or that first contest and so I think all of us uh, were extremely motivated just to get to work and granted you watch it back and there's still a lot of imperfections but kids found ways and especially down the stretch um, they really fought hard for each other we continued to grow um, from our, our rotation and where we're getting those sparks. And so that was exciting to see how they responded. Trisha Bidford, Montana State head women's basketball coach, joining us here on Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. Her squad in Missoula, 2 p.m. tip from Dahlberg Arena between Montana and Montana State. And, Coach, you've been in these uh, a whole bunch now, and uh, you played at Dahlberg Arena a whole bunch as well. But when you first think of just the rivalry with the Grizz, what do you think of? Uh, I I always think that chair that I have to sit in is way too tall. I think that was <laughs> cool. <laughs> they probably designed those way way back when with for Wayne. Um, right, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I know the, the, the seating very well in that gymnasium. Um, you know, I just, it's more, more about just prepare, trying to prepare your kids best for just the element of the extra factor, right? So a normal gym and then there's Dahlberg. And so it's going to get loud at times and, you know, there's going to be momentum swings and really it's just a matter of like what you can control and focusing on your unit. And it's going to be a little bit louder. So you want to just emphasize, um, being great communicators. So you're on the same page. You just don't want to have lost possessions on those kind of elements um but it's a really fun atmosphere you know it's you can take it two ways you can hate it you can love it uh, i think you you mentioned uh Darian said you hate it but you love it um uh but i just i love the rivalry i think it's great for the big sky conference it's obviously super fun for the student athletes and the fans and you're on both sides of it you have them on your side one night and you have them against you one night and uh this is certainly the night that we're trying to keep them as quiet as possible uh, but we know that there's going to be some loud moments and we're gonna have to play through those loud moments and stay together some familiar faces for the lady grizz but also a whole bunch of new uh, faces as well so i mean what do you see when you turn on the film and, and who stands out to you from Montana? Uh, well, everybody, you know, there's familiarity with uh, Carmen, of course, um, and she really played well uh, last year at their place. And we uh, uh, certainly um, don't want to have her uh, get those rhythm books early on in that contest. But, you know, when you look at um, statistically, you've got uh, Gina Markson, you got Sammy Facken in double digits. And so you've got a bench for them that's really contributing. I think, um, obviously, done a great job in increasing um, what they what they have done from the bench standpoint. There's, they've got tremendous sparks that come in. Um, I think they got a lot of floor balance. Um, they got a lot of dribble drive um, penetration action that they've implemented this year. And um, and they're always good on the glass. Uh, they they make it hard to get extra possessions there. Um, so I you know for us really it's a matter of knowing your your scatter report, knowing your opponent. But we just need to get better as a team on that contest like we did um, in our last game against Idaho and our last game against Weber and Idaho State last week and right now um, we're trying to move up and where we are from a rebounding standpoint as as a program and as a team we know that's an area we have to get better Um, and we know defensively with them scoring the ball very well we're going to have to be on all cylinders we're going to get exposed if we have mistakes so we want to be as consistent there as possible. Trisha Binford, Montana State head women's basketball coach here on Nuanas Now. Her team in Missoula Saturday afternoon against Montana. Coach, thanks so much. We'll see you on Saturday, and best of luck with the game. But thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me, Culture. We'll, we'll see you soon. Coach Ben, thanks for being here. We'll hear from Brian Holsinger in a little bit. Uh, if you need something to do on Monday, not just this Monday, but any Monday over the next uh Long while of Mondays, all the way until February 27th. Check out Epic Monday at Lost Trail. They have half-price lift tickets every Monday. You also get dollar-off draft beers and dollar-off kombuchas. Lost Trail is open Thursday through Monday, but uh, beat the crowds and ski the same epic snow. Visit LostTrail.com for more Epic Mondays at Lost Trail. Lost Trail, go for the snow. Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach. Breaking it down for his third rivalry matchup in his second season uh, at Montana. He'll tell us what he sees in the Bobcats and how he hopes his team bounces back after Monday night's loss to Eastern Washington. Brian Holsinger next. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. We've been talking about uh, this task that Tommy's got for me, our uh, our engineer and uh, producer extraordinaire. He asked me my top ten favorite songs ever. That's not one of them, but one of my most underrated bands and certainly a couple of my favorite albums in my top, I don't know, 50 probably. Well, three doors down. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Saturday, tomorrow that is, 2 p.m., Women's Basketball Rivalry Edition. And then at 7 p.m., Men's Hoops. We'll hear from Chris Cobb, the Associate Head Men's Basketball Coach for the Grizz. Uh, on the other side here, I guess uh, about 5.30, uh, we're also going to talk some NFL in hour number two. But we'll wind down hour number one with Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Lady Grizz. Saturday's 2 p.m. game is a matchup between the two teams picked to finish atop the Big Sky Conference standings. Montana State picked to win the league. Montana picked number two. The Lady Grizz are sitting at 4-3, and three, coming off of a lackluster performance in an 87-60 loss to Eastern Washington on Monday. Disappointing and also probably frustrating for the Lady Grizz because they looked as good as they have all year on Saturday when they won in Pocatello. Probably their best quarter of the season was the fourth quarter there at Reed Gym against Idaho State. And uh, they weren't able to carry the momentum, but they did sweep their road trip last week uh, to keep pace in the league standings. This team, the reason they were picked number two in the in the conference uh, in the preseason poll, they have three of the most established and talented players in the league. Karma G. Feller, a 1,000-point scorer at Montana, and a young lady who's been a starter throughout her career when she's been healthy. Sammy Fatkin, former transfer from Arizona, who's back for a final season. She scored 28 points against Idaho State, which shows you how talented she is. And then Gina Markson, who is a two-time first-team All-Big Sky point guard for the uh, Idaho Vandals before then taking last year off and returning to the game of basketball for one final season with the Grizz. They also have, though, a variety of really young players, and there's several players in this game that will play a ton of minutes. Alex Perogue, the uh, freshman post, Libby Stump, and Matt Koning, the freshman guards. All three of those young ladies will definitely play 18 to 20 minutes, barring some sort of um, foul trouble or matchup issue or whatever, but they're certainly in the rotation for the Lady Grizz, so this will be their first rivalry game. Brian Holsinger, 1-1 one one in rivalry games against the Cats. He is 1-0 at home in Missoula. Here's a little bit about coming off the loss on Monday and uh, what he thinks of this matchup with Montana State. Overall, how would you just uh, describe the way that things have been going so far and what's the mindset heading into a big week? Uh, really good and really bad <laughs> just recently. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, just it's interesting after watching the film and evaluating some of the things over the weekend, you have three games in five days. It's not a lot of time other than just to prepare for the next game. And so, you know, for us, we go from playing a fourth quarter down at Idaho State, which is probably one of our best quarters of the season, just doing the right things, intensity, urgency, finishing plays, being aggressive, to, to I mean, playing our worst game by far on the defense in every way. Um, 
a, you know, a day or so later. So kind of an interesting up and down uh, situation. Hadn't played three games in five days this season. Uh, learned a lot about our team. Learned learned how we might handle it differently next time because we have one more of those. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, re- some really good moments where we're, we're getting to where we want to be and, and obviously a weird, a weird Monday. When you look at just the, the three true freshmen who have been playing for you guys, Alex Mack and um, Libby, just, what have you thought about them stepping up and playing big minutes? And, you know, Alex has been a little more fluid, but they the other two obviously got to play big minutes. What have you thought of what, how they've been able to acclimate to college basketball so quickly? Yeah, I mean, offensively, the two guards have been – it's been pretty – pretty fluid and pretty easy as far as the offensively speaking uh, defensively it's been it's been a bumpy road uh, it just has there's just no way to ground it and it's why i tell people it's why the biggest jump going from high school to college is always on the defensive end. it just is the expectations the level of detail the accountability all those things are extremely different when from high school and so that's a that's been a work in progress alex you know was playing her best basketball of the season when she uh when she when she got hurt, and so that anytime you sit out for a week, it just kind of sets you back. And and for her, you know, physically and her conditioning, it didn't help either. But the the little shoulder thing that went on, and I don't even really understand what went on. But she took her a little bit of time. We're glad to have her back. Uh, she was becoming a big factor for us up until she got hurt. So I'm excited to get her back on a regular basis. The ebbs and flows of a conference season, I mean, they're always going to exist, right? So, I mean, how do you not let one game affect the other, whether it's being high like you were at Idaho State or, or being low like you were early against Eastern Washington? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's my job. It's what I get paid to do. I get paid to push the right buttons, to do the right things, to have our team ultimately ready for Saturday. Whatever happened on Monday, yes, you need to look at it. How much is really what, what I have to do? How much do you look at? How much do you move on, move on and focus on really what we got to take care of on Saturday? And so that's hopefully <laughs> over the last you know 24 hours, I've worked hard to get our to help prepare our team to be ready for Saturday. What do you think of the league so far? I know you've only seen half of it, even though you've played one team twice already. But uh, what, I mean, what do you think of the Big Sky so far? Top to bottom, it's better. Um, I think on any given night, anybody can beat anybody. Um, it's been proven, you know, Portland State last year. Um, credit to Chelsea. You know, she go, they, they didn't win a game. And this year, they've already won twice, uh, once on the road. Against good teams. Too, yeah, right? you know, and so credit to them. So that's obviously not a – last year we beat them twice easily. And so that's obviously probably not going to be the case this year. The coaching is good, right? And so you have good coaches. And all the new coaches from, from the, the market, Sac State to Chelsea at Portland State to um, – to uh, the lady at at UNC, they've all just continued to get better, and so that just makes it harder and harder. Every every game's harder and harder. You have to be more focused, um, and I'm excited. You know, it, it only helps us improve. It only helps us get better. So for us, either way, you got to win games to win the conference, and our goal is just to keep getting better as a team. The men's team said that they were watching some highlights of prior, you know, Cat Grizz games, especially for the, the new people who haven't played in it. What do you do uh, to prepare for this week, especially maybe the, the players who haven't experienced it yet? Yeah, it's a secret, Sean. Yeah. It's a secret. <laughs> I'm not going to give that one up, but we will do some stuff to help them realize how important it is, um, and we'll help them realize uh, how dominant we've been, to be honest. Um, and so th- that's the expectation here. I- I'm really trying to help this team. One of the core tenants of our team this year that they came up with was legacy. Uh, the legacy of the Lady Grizz and what does that mean? And so one of that is that we got to protect home court, and we really haven't done that this year. So we, I'm trying to help them better understand what that looks like, what that means, and so we'll do some things to to help them in that area. Montana State plays so many different 
players, and uh, so many different players can step up and you know, hit big threes or, or you know score the ball. So how do you sort of scout them when they do have you know ten, eleven players they can contribute? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we did a good job last year, um, defensively especially, just limiting some of their better players. You can't guard everybody all the time, but you try to do, you know, you try to take away their strengths the best you can. And, and then you, you adjust to people on the fly if you can, if somebody does something unusual. Uh, we've had that happen this year at times, and, and our team's done a good job adjusting quickly. But they're, they're a tough cover because of that. they got a lot of different players, a lot of different combinations. Um, but generally, they do the same thing. So, so we'll, we'll be ready for sure to guard them the right way. Interesting thoughts there for Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach. It's Nuana's now, ESPN Radio. Uh, interesting about the talk about the legacy of the Lady Grizz. That's certainly been such an omnipresent thing with Montana women's basketball, dating all the way back to the late '70s when Robin Selvig first became the head coach, and he led Montana on such an unbelievably dominant run that included 865 wins and you know 30 plus 20 win seasons. And an unbelievably dominant record against the Cats. I think Selvig was something like 79-14 and 14, uh, against M- Montana State. But uh, the Lady Grizz have been on the wrong side of the rivalry for a while. Their win over Montana State in Missoula last year snapped a seven-game losing streak to the Bobcats. That was MSU's longest winning streak in the rivalry ever. So... Montana State has had the upper hand. Holsinger said how dominant Lady Grizz have been. Well, that's been in the past. The last uh, recent history, the Montana State Bobcat women have been in the dominant team in this rivalry. But the Lady Grizz have the most recent win, and it was in Missoula. And uh, MSU's coming back to Missoula tomorrow. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. We'll talk more about the rivalry, specifically the nightcap with the uh, men's teams. But first, we'll talk NFL, a quartet of games this weekend that's next. Brooks Nuanez joins us to talk all the way around the NFL playoffs. All football, all the time. Presented by Sportsbet Montana. Keep it right here. Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.